The last thing we were discussing was the clause in the Mishnah that said the two ladies who said that their husband died, they got a Yibum from brothers number three and four. And the brothers number three and four die. And now they go back to their problem uh, with their husbands number one and two. Each one is not uh, allowed to testify for the other. And therefore, they can't get married. Rabbi Al-Azhar says, no, once they were mutar to get married to the Abamim, they're allowed now to get married to anybody else. And Rabbi asked the question, what's Rabbi Lazar's reason? Is it because he holds that co-wives can testify for each other? Or is it because the other co-wife got married and she did a ma'aseh? She put her money where her mouth is that her husband died? And we're going to believe the other one also. Uh, and we're going to allow the second one to get married also. And we said, what's the nafkamina? What's the practical difference between both reasons? And we said, the practical difference between both reasons is... Can the co-wife get married before her? With that, we are starting Daf Kov Chav on the first line where it says Iamat. Iamat, if you want to say it, it'd be like Elazar's reason that Salam that one co-wife could testify on the other. Even though she herself did not get married, then we allow the tzara, lady number two to get married. If you say that she's not going to ruin herself, so then if she got married, put her money where her mouth is, then we allow the tzara to get married. If she herself didn't get married, then, uh, then her tzara cannot get married. So the Gemara asks, "My, so what's the real reason of Rabbi Azar?" The Gemara answers, "Tashema, Rabbi Azar Amar Ho'il Zehutru LeYebamim." Since they were mutat Yebamim, mutru the whole Adam, they mutal everyone. And the Gemara wants to be medayek. You want to use the reason that she is not going to mess herself up. That's why if she gets married, we get her married the second time. If you want to tell me it's because uh, that one Sarah can be made for another, if so, even though she didn't get married, Nami, she should be a mutar to get married to everyone else. You have to say that the reason of Rabbi Lazar is because she got married, she put her money where her mouth is, and she's not going to ruin herself. Now the Gemara is pushing is going to push that answer away. Maybe Rabbi Laza's reason is that one Sarah could be married on the other one. And what he meant when he said that since they're mutat they're mutat everyone. Rabbi he was talking according to Hachamim, and this is what he really meant. Lady, according to me, Sarah could be married on the other one. The Afagav de Loinsiv Menasvinana, and even though she didn't get married, she the Sarah could get married out be her idut. According to your shita, that one Sarah is not, uh, cannot be married on the other. Maybe she's trying to ruin her. At least admit to me where, he, where if she herself got married, she, then the other Sarah could get married. She's going to ruin herself. Rabbanan said, we're not going to rely on her whether she gets married or not. Why? She's going to go down with all the Pelishtim like Shimshon was willing to kill himself uh, by killing all the Pelishtim also. He, she was gonna, she's going to do the same thing. I mean, she'll take herself down, not be married to her husband, just to mess up the other lady and not marry the other lady. So see, uh, we can't say that the reason is because she got married, because I could explain it a total different way. 
סוטה שמה. האישה שלך היא ובעלה למדינת הים. ובאה ואמרה, מת בעלי לידי, went on trip with her husband. She comes back saying, my husband died, תנסה ותתעוק בבתה, she could get married and get her כתובה. וצרתה אסורה, נצרה איזה אסור. רבי אלעזר אומר, הואיל ואותה היא הותרנה מצרתה. Since she's מותר, she was מתיר herself, then her צרה also. And it sounds like Rabbi Lazar is matir just from the fact that she got the heter, even if she didn't, if the the, the lady who was married didn't get a heter yet. The Gemara pushes it back. Maybe maybe it mean, what does hutra mean? So maybe it means she already got married. Now the Gemara wants to uh, wants to push back. Even if Rabbi Lazar says she is allowed to get married, and and that's the only way she could prove that she's not trying to ruin, you could still say she's trying to ruin. How? Maybe this Sarah was coming, She maybe her husband didn't die. Maybe she got divorced, and you know what? I'm going to ruin his, his second wife also. Why is she saying it like that, uh, that her husband died? She wants to ruin the other wife. By our Mishnah, she's getting married to the Abam, so there's a bigger proof. Over here, maybe she had a get, and maybe she's just trying to mess up the other lady. And if Rebil Azar is allowing the second wife to get married, you see he's really going by her Aidut. Sigma answers, Eden, Sivli, Salaf, she married Israel. Hachenami, there is really no proof that her husband died. Could be he just gave her a divorce. She got married to Kohen, which is basically showing everyone that my husband died. And there is no bigger proof that my husband died because I'm marrying Kohen. She wouldn't want to marry a Kohen when she got a get. And also a couple of years later, her husband shows up and I, I divorced her. I didn't die. And now she's not going to be assured to her new husband. She wouldn't want to put herself in that position. So you see that the way he, he, he set up the Mishnah could mean Dafka if she put her money where her mouth is and proved that her husband died. Now the Mishnah over here is going to be talking about uh, when uh, testifying about uh, you saw a dead person, what exactly do you have to see on his body in order to be able to testify? So the Mishnah starts, When you're coming to say that I saw his face when he passed away, you have to say you saw his face, the cheeks with the nose. If one of them is not there, you can't testify. Even though you have simanim in his clothing, on his, uh, on the rest of his body, you have you have to testify. You saw his face fully. You have to see that his nefesh was gone. That means he passed away. Even though they saw he had a whole bunch of holes in his body from a whole bunch of, uh, or his body was cut up, still that doesn't count. Vetsaluv, the ha if they saw him on uh crucified, and even if you saw an animal eating him, uh, still you can't say that he died until you actually saw him die. You could only testify within the first three days if that is his face. Otherwise then it changes. Not every person is the same, not every place is the same, and not every hour is the same. It means if you put him in the heat, maybe could be he'll blow up and be disgusting faster, and you won't be able to tell. And if he's in, the, in water, maybe he'll be able to save him a couple more days. And again, it all depends on the time of year. Maybe he's frozen, maybe, you know, everything, it depends and depends and depends. 
And that's Rabbi Yehuda ben Baba means you have to take it case by case. Now Tosafot mentions the, uh, this uh, testimony about the face within three days is only a person who was hurt, he was wounded in his face. However, if he wasn't wounded in his face, you could uh, you could testify even a couple a couple days later. And a lot of the Rishonim argue on him, especially the Nimukei Yosef, Ashbar, Itva. And really, every every sugya over here is going to be broken down by Rishonim, left and right. You could look at the Bet Yosef, you could see it's one of the longest simanim in Evan Eiser, mostly breaking up every sugya. Tan Rabbanan. Padahat Vilopatsuf. I only saw his forehead, not his face. Vilopatsuf Panim, not his face, because it was wounded. Patsuf Panim Vilopadalo. I saw his face without the uh, without the forehead. Uh, I guess it, the forehead was wounded. En Ma'idin Achiush Nehem Aimahotem. I need to see the forehead, face, and with the nose. Ama Arabayev Item Afkana Mekara. How do I know? Hakarat Penehem Antabam. You could see everything by the face. Rashi and Tosfot argue by the perush, but basically you could, uh, whether it's just uh, the face or you need to see a little bit extra with uh, with the forehead. That's Tosfot. Either way, you could tell by a face. That's the best way you could tell a person. Abam bar Marta dehu Abam bar Maniume. He's uh, the same person. Havamaske be deberash kalutaz uze. They were, you know, the, the people of Eshkalutaz said that he owed the money. Ite kira da bak he he brought uh, some wax. He put it on a piece of cloth. Put it by his forehead. He passed by, and they couldn't tell it was him. That little wax on the forehead changed everything. Now we learned the Mishnah. Even though his body had a simanim, it doesn't make a difference. The fact that we're not material lady, I'll be simanim, the simanim love the right. It works uh, for, you know, to return someone a lost object, that's only money, but not when it comes to Yisur. Or minhi. But uh, we have uh, we have another bright time in the Gabe, the get. What happened? I saw the get tied in a, within a bag, in a wallet, and with a ring, whatever it is. Or the gets between his clothing. I feel this man even if it was there for a long time, since I'm able to tell his uh, his clothing, I'm able to tell the way the get. Uh, was, I have simanim kasher. So you see, I am somech on uh, simanim when it comes to eshet uh, ish. So and simanim, I guess, is deoraita. Amar Abaye lakashyahar bilazab ben mahabai harabanan. When the Braita that says you're allowed to use simanim to allow an eshet ish, that's Rabbi Lazab ben Mehavai. Our Mishnah holds you can't use the simanim for idut isha, that's Rabbanan. They hold the simanim love the Braita. The Tanya, en ma'idin ala shuma. If we see a wart on someone's body, a person has like this, uh, I don't know, this unique wart on his body. Uh, we Tanakama or Hachamim say that you can't use that as a siman. Yes, you could use it as a siman testify. My love, back coming for again. Aren't they arguing in the following? The more sabar simanim doraita. The Rebbe Elazar felt that this sim, this siman that uh, the shuma that is a siman, it's a siman doraita. More and hachamim hold that no, it's it's not a uh, it's not a good siman. Uh, you can't be material lady on it. Why sabar simanim drabanan? It's only drabanan. You're not going to allow ishet ish to shuk with it. Amarava, so Rava doesn't like that perush. He doesn't like Abayas perush. Dekul alma. Everyone, Rabbi Lazar Banan. Everyone agrees. Simanin deoraita. 
Hacha Beshuma Metsuya Beben Giloka Mifagel. Over here, we want to, we're arguing on the, the, the fact that does someone else in the world have that type of wart? Everybody has uh, his uh, Ben uh, Mazal, Ben Giloza, someone with the same uh, Mazal, same fortune, so to speak, and they might have the same wart on your body as the other guy. More savar shuma Hachamim felt that the other guy could have the same wart. You're both born on the same day, the same hour, the same everything. So you both could have the same type of wart. And since other people could have that uh, wart, then it's not a siman. Umor savar and felt that no, in ben gilo, this wart, the shuma, cannot be found by a ben gilo, and therefore it's a siman, and it's a good enough siman to be matir his wife. That the the machloket over here is does the siman change after death? More savar hachamim felt that the asriyali ishtanot laharmitai can change right after death, and it's not considered a siman. More savar ena asriyali ishtanot laharmitai it does not change after mita; it stays as is. And therefore, you can look at it and be matyan isha. Everyone agrees that simanin de rabanan. Is this as the shuma a level siman or not? We discussed once before that there's different levels of simanim. So the question is, is this wart on his body? Is it hashuv? Is it siman muvhak or not? More savas siman muvhak. Rabbi Lazer felt that it was a siman muvhak, and there, even though it's the rabbanan, it definitely could be uh, it could be mo'il as a deoraita and let his wife get married. Umor and hachamim savar love the siman muvhak. It's not a siman muvhak, even uh, since simanim is the rabbanan, and this is like uh, we we'll call it level B, and therefore you can't be matir a lady, but you could be matir. Uh, to return a watch based on that idut. Now the Gemara asks, "Ulhach lishna." And according to what we said before, the Amara Vad that everyone holds simanim deoraita the ha'katane. But said, "Afapish yesh simanim begufo bechelav." And if everyone says it's a simanim deoraita, that should that should be the the the, the stopper. The meaning with simanim, there's simanim begufo and simanim deoraita. So why not uh, not why not to be somech on it? So the Gemara explains Gufo. The reason over there Gufo we're not uh, going to say is a good enough Siman because we, over there the Siman they gave was De Aroch Vegotia. He was tall, he was short. There's a lot of tall, short people out there. Kelav, why don't we say, oh, he was wearing uh, this guy's white shirt. Why not? Uh, what's the problem with it? The Hashim Shela, maybe he borrowed it. So the says, If we're worried about people uh, borrowing things, Hamor Bissimaneo Kafechim Adrinan. How do we re- return a hamor based on the simanim of his uh, saddle cloth? Maybe, maybe let someone else borrow it. The Gemara says, "Lo in ukafa." People don't, uh, people don't lend out there the saddle cloth of a donkey. Demaskiv hamara because it, it ends up hurting his uh, donkey, causes him wounds. So now the Gemara continues asking, I found a get. And it was tied to a bag, a wallet, a ring, and I know this belongs. This ring belongs to him. How do I give it back? Am I not worried that uh, he'll give his ring to someone? Like my answer is Tabaat Hayesh Lezufe. A person would never lend his uh, his uh, ring because he's worried people might uh, forge it, and you know that that was their way of signing things back in the day.
Kis ve'anake, wallets, menachshe, inshe, people are very superstitious, ve'lo moshle, they're not lending anyone their stuff. Ve'ibayt ima, kelav, what was the problem when he said kelav? Why don't we trust this dosimanim? Bechivarei v'sumake, yeah, he was wearing a white shirt, a red shirt. Um, that's not a good enough siman, a lot of people wear white shirts. Okay, now the, the Gemara goes back to the Mishnah. V'afilu ra'u meguyad, they saw him wounded, they saw him uh, cut up. Lememra, dem goyad hayah, you're trying to tell me that a person who's cut up and wounded lives? Or mean he? It says in the Torah, benef, uh, the Pasuk I think is, Benefesh Adam Asher Yamut. And you see that Adam, eno metameh achet etzeh nafsho. A person cannot be metameh until his nefesh comes out. V'afilu meguyad, v'afilu goses. Even if he has been wounded, even if he's about to die, it sounds like he could still live. And it sounds like he's bleeding over there. Blood's coming out. He's not but he has no chance to live. If you see from over here, this that he has no chance to live, why would you not testify to his wife? He died. Our Mishnah that says the person who has been wounded, it goes like Rabbi Shimon ben Lazar. The Mishnah over there in Aholot that says the person who's been wounded cannot live, it goes according to Rabbanan. The Tanya, we testify in a person who's been wounded, to, uh, he's been cut up his body uh, to, to allow his wife to get married because we know he's not going to live. But we don't. But a person who's been crucified, uh, he still has a chance. We don't even testify in a person who's been wounded. He could cauterize the place by something that's hot or something like that and... Uh, and and he's able to uh, heal that wound, stop the bleeding, and he's able to live. So the Gemara pushes back. You could really say the next Mishnah says in a place called Asya. They sent this person with a rope into the water. And they couldn't get him out. Uh, the only thing they could get out is They only get his his foot out. They couldn't get the, the the they couldn't get the rest of the body. If the part of the leg that they were able to pull out was from the I guess around the, the thigh part and up, that means you know that he has no chance of living. Let her get married. But if they got anything from under the thigh. Lotina say he has a chance to live, therefore she can't get married. Now, if the Mishnah goes according to Shitav Rabbi Shimon Azar, then then this person it doesn't make a difference where he's been uh, been wounded, where this which whatever the body part came off, he could uh, heal himself. So why did the Stam Braita say that uh, if it's from the thigh and up, uh, he's uh, she's allowed to get married? And the Gemara answers, Shani Mayam, water is different. The Mazumaka makes the it makes a wound much, much, much worse because maybe spreads the blood and makes uh, and uh, it makes him more dangerous and he has less of a chance to live. Now again, with every terutz over here, there's uh, different perushim in the Rishonim, and not only that, uh, the interesting thing about the Rishonim is uh, their their answers come from their real from their real life experiences. Of what happened to uh, Agun, Agunot uh, and what happened to people who passed away in the testimonies. So th- again, I cannot uh, su- I cannot suggest enough 
to look at the Rishonim over here just to get an idea if art school has something on the bottom or any book that you look at or just uh, if there's classes on the, the, the Anyan of Agunot, very good, I like to take a look. Now the Gemara asks, I saw this Arab, the Shakil Safsira, he cut up his uh, camel, and he couldn't even finish uh, making his noise, the camel couldn't make his noise, and he died right away. And it shows that that cut can, uh, can kill you instantaneously, you don't even have time to heal yourself. That was a weak camel, and you can't bring up proof. And another, another, uh, another answer on the Mishnah Nahalot. When we, when the Mishnah Nahalot says you don't testify uh, by a person who got uh, cut up, we're talking about a a knife that's been uh, that's been heated. Uh, this way, it uh, it cuts, but it heals at the same time. And that goes even according to Hachamim, and they'll even admit that if a person got cut by a knife that is burning hot, then uh, then uh, you can't testify that he's that he's dead. Next part, you see an animal eating from uh, this person. That's only if you see an animal eating from uh, a part of his body that his neshama won't leave if, he's, if, it's, if it's gone. For example, if you see a dog eating from a guy's heart, uh, then, then you have to tell his wife that he's dead. If we see someone shachting someone's esophagus and trachea, his breathing tube and his eating tube, and he got uh, he he slaughtered all of them or even uh, most of those two, that he, and if somehow he was able to run, you testify that he died. So the Gemara doesn't like that. Ini is that true? Ve'amar v'yudamah Shmuel shachat boshnaim oroshnaim v'ramaz ve'amar kitvuget lishtihare elu yichtevu ve'itnu. Now. If it works by a get that he's still considered alive, then over here also maybe he lived also. The Gemara says no. I mean, he's living now. What could he live? He could live for another hour, enough for them to give a get to write up a get and give it a shaliyah and just and kosher that way. This way she's not having you. Boom, great. But uh, he's going to die soon. He's not going to live uh, once they shechted both uh, esophagus and and uh, trachea. So the Gemara continues asking. A person who shechted uh, his uh, another person should be should have to go to a ir miklat because he shechted his uh, friend. But then why did we learn in the brayta shechat shenaim orov shenaim harizeno golef reuven shechted shimon and shechted most of his esophagus or trachea? He does not uh, have to run away to an ir miklat, meaning he's not vaday going to die. Because something else caused his death, not the shohet. The Gemara answers, no. Over there, we, we, we explain, why doesn't he have to go to Galut? We're worried that maybe, you know, the wind over there drove him, uh, drove him crazy, he got nervous, and that's what caused the death. Or maybe he moved a lot, and uh, that caused his blood to come out, and that caused him to die. 
So the guy doesn't have to go because maybe he may, maybe the person himself made him uh, die faster. But when it comes to Idut Isha, listen, he's Vadai going to die, and there's no question about it, and therefore we testify. And Aligman asks, My Benai, what's the difference between uh, the wind and uh, the guy moving? Uh, now, there's, uh, the why did Rav Hoshaya have to give you both reasons? So the Gemara explains, no, my benau the shachte bebeta de shesha. If if he shachted him in a house uh, full of uh, marble where the wind can't come through, uprekes and the guy moved, then you know he caused his uh, death. Ina amid shachte bara, or he shachted him outside velo uprekes and he didn't move, you know that it could have been from the wind that caused him to die. We'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem leolam. Amen. Ve'amen.